Welcome to episode number 21 of In the Know with WTO. It's a podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I have Sandra Price with me. Sandra is a driver at our Stanton office, and she has been with us 29 years, and she talks about all the different positions that she's worked for over the years, and she talks about all the changes that she has seen with vehicles, paperwork, and everything else in between. So let's go ahead and get started on In the Know with WTO. Thank you for joining us today. On today's episode, I have Sandra Price with me. Sandra has been with us for a very long time and has had different positions throughout the years. And um, I'm excited to have you in here. Thanks for coming in, Sandra. Oh, you're welcome. So Glad to do it. Yeah, I'm so excited you're here. And one thing I want to ask you before we get started, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself so we know who, who we're talking to? Sure. My name is Sandra Price. I am a hometown girl from Lenora, Texas. Uh, go Grady Wildcats. And uh, I have two daughters. Uh, I lost my husband uh, about 10 years ago, but I am a single mom. I have a daughter in college and one that works uh, in Midland at, at a fast food place. So um, I keep busy. Uh, I, I semi-retired from doing Booster Club and all that once my daughter got out of high school. So I'm just working right now. Great, great. And what first led you to, to work for us? It's been Almost 30 years, right? Yes, 29 years. It'll be for 30 in May. Yeah. Um, basically, I was working at a convenience store, and one of my friends said, hey, they're looking for a secretary at the at a, the West Texas Opportunities. I had no idea what West Texas Opportunities was at that time. And she says, you know, I'll get you out of here, and you can." And I just recently gotten married. And uh, she said, if you want to, you can comply for it. My friend, Edna, uh, she's retired from West Texas Opportunities now, uh, is looking to fire, hire a secretary. And I said, sure, I'll go apply. Why not? I don't have nothing to lose. Right. And I'll be good, good, good for me. After that interview, I got the job and started as a caseworker. So we started with the utility assistance program, which was always, of course, it's evolved to different things. Exactly. Uh, back then, uh, we didn't have computers like we did now. We had basic, which was still, I think, even on a cassette. Because it was a long time ago, and we did that. Uh, utility assistance weatherization was still was something that we started out there. Also, um, I really didn't know much about. I did a little bit of Head Start, uh, assisted with the Head Start paperwork as far as the child care food program, also. And so, uh, basically, that's all I did at the very beginning at West Texas Opportunities. And after that, what what did you do? <laughs> then I evolved. We moved from one place to another. We evolved to a dispatcher which was Center Secretary Outreach Worker Dispatcher. And I dispatched for Midland Martin, which Midland Rural, uh, Glasscock County, and uh, Howard County, uh, the dispatcher for them. And I dispatched several drivers from there. And that's how I got a, kind of got into the the transportation part of West Texas Opportunities, and which is considered tracks transportation. Right. And I think that was about um, five years after we started. And then... I evolved into a regional dispatcher, and then I became a, dri- a driver, a lead driver. So now as a driver, how long have you been a driver? 
I was trying to think of that the other day, and I said at least 20 years plus, a little bit more maybe, because I also become a, not only do, it, this is not part of my title, but I also train drivers in in the position that I'm in. There's only a few of us that do that, right? Also, but at least 20 years, I think. I'm I'm thinking. So, as a driver, what what does your day look like? Actually, a driver's position starts out the day before. You have to get your manifest, which is you're looking at your route, see where you're going to start, because you can start out as far as I have started out as pickups, as far as Seminole, La Mesa, uh, Andrews. I've picked up there. I've picked up in Monahans. I've picked up Fort Stockton. I've picked up in Glasscock County, Martin County, and a lot of different uh, cities to start out with. So you've got to look at it and see where you're going to be at. So you got to start at early enough if you've got to be you got to leave an hour earlier or you know two hours earlier to get to where your first pickup is and then from there from your destination is going to be and make sure that you have enough time to get to lubbock san angelo uh can be abilene can be anywhere from howard county midland odessa we have we travel a big wide area area. the earliest i've ever started is probably um 2 30 in the morning and uh, had to get uh destination to uh somewhere around uh have somebody there about five or four you know depending on what time sometimes it's dialysis sometimes it's eye doctor's appointments or surgeries and so that's just it just depends on exactly of course we don't know that sometimes where they're going we just know that they've got to be there by a certain time and so we try to accommodate for the client as much as we can to get them there on time what's a surprising fact that most people would not know about your job that you can be called to work and it can change. You can be called to work early and late and be expected to work early and late because the latest I've ever gotten home is 10 o'clock at night. And sometimes that happens with surgeries. They take a long time. So you don't know what time the doctor's going to release them or they're going to be released if they have complications. So you just never know. And also how long it takes you to get the client in and out of the van and where they live and if they have anybody there. So sometimes you kind of get stuck because they have to have help. So, but... It's very rewarding because, you know, you help somebody out for the day. What's something you you enjoy the most about being a driver? The people. I enjoy getting to be different places, different days. And and the people, for me, as many years as I've been doing it, a lot of these people have become like, my job has become like a second family. So they, and they know me and they know my girls and they know, you know, my likes and dislikes. You know, they just, they know whatever it is that we, and we always joke, cut up. And have good conversation. And sometimes they cry a little bit. I cry a little bit. You know, we all get to know each other because sometimes you spend a long time in the van or sometimes waiting with other people for the van, for the van, for other people to get it, you know, because we carry more than one person. So there you can be waiting on somebody else. So we just right. converse with somebody to try to make the, the trip pleasant for them. Mm-hmm. What's something that you like the least about? Well, probably the worst is, is the long hours sometimes. Um you never know what, where you're going to be, and if you have plans to do something else, that has to change. But, and also, uh, sometimes not every client is accommodating. You know, you have to adjust and try to be pleasant. And sometimes there's a yo-yo effect is what I call that you have to travel back and forth to accommodate because we run two programs, public transportation and the medical transportation, so you have a certain time to get people back and forth. So sometimes you're going from Midland to Odessa two to three times in one day, and that's exhausting sometimes, but you're trying to stay on schedule and try to get everybody home because some of the people do have medical problems that they have to get. You know, uh, They've gone without eating, and it's surprising how many people – 
the poverty factor goes into place there because they don't have any money to eat out right. or they you know even though I try to tell the people as long as they've been writing bring you something to eat you know or if you have to because it it can be a long day over the years a lot has changed right yes, being sir. a driver the vehicles have changed drastically the paperwork has changed drastically mhm yes handwritten sir. paperwork and now everything is is more computerized right yes, i know sir. Drivers carry around tablets that tell you what your trips look like. And yes. so that that has come a long way because we used to handwrite out of town logs and in town logs and how many drivers just split it up between the drivers. But now that we have the tablets, you can just log in and hopefully the Internet will work because you yeah. know how rural we are. Yeah. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't that it comes up. But we still do carry our paper manifest. And of course, it helped that we have a lot of us have our own personal smartphones and we can uh, get the trips on there in case something happens that you don't yours doesn't work or something else might work. So that's helped me and the and the GPS has helped me too to help with that area of uh, technology is great as long as it works. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's very true. And with your experience, what would you tell somebody brand new that they they told they came up to you and said, "Hey Sandra, I think I want to be a driver." What would you say? Uh, to me, the job is very rewarding. It is very rewarding as far as helping the client. You may be the only one seeing them for the day. You may be the only one helping them out for the day. Uh, they may be your, their, your only way to get out of the house. And so people are very, very pleasant and kind most of the time. Now, you do have your uh, every once in a while clients that think that you're your personal driver, and sometimes you have to explain to them, look, this is public transportation. We have a ride. It's your choice to ride with us or not. And we have other people that ride with us and we have to accommodate for them also. So it just depends on how, where we're going and what we're doing. And of course, this other surprising factor, they try to add on trips, which we can't because we're reserved ride. Over the years, is there any stories that stick out in, in the back of your mind that you'll never forget? Probably my most recent client, he has passed due to COVID. He has, uh, was very kind and he, he rode with me. He never complained. He just always uh, was was always willing to, hey, I'll ride with you because I don't have nowhere else to go. Then this is one of the things you do hear the client. If you say, hey, I've got another pickup. you mind riding with me? Oh, I'll ride with you. I don't get out very often. And that's something that they do. And he uh, has ta- taught me to become more aware of illnesses and problems and to observe clients a little more because of uh, medical issues course with diabetes i was able to detect whenever he was ill i was able to detect whenever he wasn't feeling well you know i had real good conversations with his parent as far as hey he's not acting right you might want to get the doctor to check him out and that has helped me even now with clients that i have on the bus i'm very observant if i see something going wrong i know and i just recently probably for the second time in 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 uh, WTO that I've been with it have caught to call 911 on a client that I knew passed out on me. But it has helped me be more aware of my surroundings of the clients because uh, not only do we carry them on the bus, but we're, they're expected to carry us safely and come back. And if something happens to them, uh, you know, it's it's like I feel like it's on me because yes. I'm not watching. I'm not watching them in the mirror. And so I that's something that I will never, that I truly know that he has taught me how to know especially with diabetes and other issues as far as uh, 
I've learned a lot of medical stuff myself because we have clients that have epilepsy and they have different medical issues so that we have to try to watch for oh and anxiety. Anxiety is another issue that I've had client. And it and it's taught me some of that then and and to me that's helped me uh my grow my compassion a little more for some of these people because they have nobody. Some people some of these people don't have nobody. The people with prosthetics, they're very proud. And they don't tell you all the time or blind people. And they don't always tell you the whole um, issue that they're having. And it's not probably it's because it's a confidential thing, but I've become more aware. I know a lot changed with COVID and a lot of people may not know the drivers kept going. They kept taking clients to their, their required appointments like dialysis and everywhere else. What changed dur- during COVID or h- how did you feel things changed? The fear factor was in play at the very beginning for me, of course, of being contaminated. But for me, I knew for some reason God put me in this position a long time ago to help these people. Yeah. And uh, as a Christian person, I should say, I believe that God puts you in a place for a reason. And if God wants to take you, it doesn't matter. It's in the plan already. So I got, so I started looking at it more positive, like, I can do this. I know I'm not going to, you know, I had to protect myself. Of course, I got vaccinated, and that helped right. me pull that fear factor out. And um, also, you know, clients are scared, too. So we just try to take in more, hey, we're just we're just taking a ride, and we're going to take you to the doctor, and we don't know if they're positive or not. You know, they're ill. But I just look at it as a, hey, I'm helping my community. I'm helping this person get to the doctor, and hopefully we can – uh, help somebody get well and not have any issues. I remember the drivers would wear these shirts that say, "Yep, I'm essential." Yeah, so cool. that was kind of kind of funny, but it, it's it was true. Yeah, yeah, I've had people come up behind me, he's like, "Oh, you're essential. Give me a hug," <laughs> you know, and that's kind of sweet because most of the time people don't want to touch you, but it was yeah. nice. It yeah. was really nice. So I always circle back around to our mission statement, and the mission statement for West Texas Opportunities is to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. How do you try to meet our mission statement? Giving people transportation is not only just for medical appointments, it's for some go to work. And we have in big, in Howard County, we have a lot of people that use this uh, service for work. Um, they do make, uh, then they get to their doctor's appointment and they get to their appointments for assistance so that we can help them get you know get whatever uh, income that can get coming in i try to give out as much being as a caseworker before i try to give out as much information and, for, and learn not just from my county i've learned from howard county i've learned from glasgow county and midland county where i can give information to get people to get some help because there are people that that struggle anything else you want to share any stories or anything else that you can think of um I, probably i've survived five transportation directors and uh or yeah was it directors or maybe supervisors i should say (laughs) but um the changes that we have gone through and i appreciate the the vehicles we have changed to the requirements for as a driver i mean it is a lot as far as how much training you have to have in order to provide service for some of these uh programs that we have and a lot of people don't realize that we run two different programs that it's just 
they can just get on. And I've been approached by a lot of individuals. How many times I give out a card because they want to ride and they want, um, but they really want to ride right now. And I can't do, we can't do that. And, but what I've learned from the people is, uh, the smile that you put on somebody's face for the day and say goodbye, you know, sometimes you get a hug from them too. <laughs> and it's been very, uh, a caring job and it is exhausting because of the hours, but I'm, I'm glad to do it every day to help people. I just, it's just, I didn't even realize my mother, grandmother used the service until I got to, to working for it. And then I was like, that's what those blue bands were for. You know, that, that when they had the two. Yeah, yeah. I, I went through the same thing too. My dad know. used to use tracks, and and I never, you I went. never knew. That's before I worked here and yeah. knew anything about it. But I'm I on agree. the same like, same boat as you. So, so you brought up a good question. I want to ask, sure. and how has the vehicles changed? So, when you first started, what did it look like then to now? Okay, we had minivans when we first started. Uh, there were little seven-passenger vans, and then we had a 12-passenger van. And basically, there was no lift on those vans at that time. And uh, we had to have a big bus. And I think those were like 20-some passenger buses that we had. They were huge. We didn't have – now we have – we've evolved to some minivans, but I think they're trying to phase those out. Now we have Ford, Air, Ford Transit vans, and they carry up to – carry, I think, like – nine to 12 people i'm not sure but it does have uh, hydraulic lifts and ramp vans so wow that's drastically changed and i know communication has changed too right you have to have cb radios and (laughs) yeah we used to have all these codes like (laughs) we had cb radios when we first started and we would talk to each other and of course you could hear that kind of helped because you knew where somebody was at closer to somebody else but now of course with confidentiality and all that stuff we can't say all of that out loud so we have to uh we have phones now but of course with the laws of changing you can't even hardly you have to stop now to be able to use a phone you have to be at a stopping point yeah, yeah. to be able to use a phone but we also have the tablets that'll send a message over but with technology that doesn't always you can reform the trip sometimes before technology gets to you yeah. so but uh so that changed a lot. That a huh? lot changed too, and then the computers have changed a lot, of course. Yes. Because uh, now uh, you can email. We didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot's changed. But when you mentioned about vehicles, it just made oh, me yeah. think: what did it look These like new vans twenty-five now. years ago? Oh, we poor, poor little minivans. They were really run down. I remember Andy Anderson. He really, he was like just trying to keep them up. Yeah. And, uh, and what about wheelchairs? Did you just have to manual? How did you? We had buses. We had the had bus, buses. the big bus and those. You go down the road, these dirt roads, because a lot of the rural communities are dirt roads. And you could hear those vans going, just yeah. slamming because they were just so big and heavy. Now, these are big and heavy, but some of them fold in and they don't make as much noise as they did back then. And they're a lot more, uh, what I want to say, they don't break down as they they're more efficient. To. Yes. Now, I don't think, knock on wood, I've had to use a manual lift but once this year. And to actually have to hand pump one. And that's really good because we use them a lot in Howard County. I mean, they're I mean, they're up and down and up and down and up and down. And before, I remember it was a factor that sometimes you got it down, it would not come back up, so you were stuck. You didn't go anywhere. But now... These brawn van uh, lifts that they have, they're wonderful. I mean, yeah. I cannot, I'm shocked. And then we also have now uh, ramp vans that don't require the hy- hydraulic lift. So 
with that, you can also it's, put it. It just on. folds down, right? Yes, it folds out, so you don't have to use any hydraulics. So it never really doesn't break down unless a spring or something comes down. So there always, there's always a way to transport somebody. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Sure. It, it's been very informational, and I'm I'm glad to have you in. And we're we're happy to have you in a, as an employee. And it's a pleasure, and I yeah. hope I can last some more years. But we'll see where <laughs> God leads me. Well, thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we learned a lot about Sandra and what she does on a daily basis as a driver. If you listen on Apple podcast, please leave a review and let us know what you think. If you have any comments, suggestions, or if you would like to be on a future episode, email me at podcast at gowto.org. We have so many more stories to share with everybody, so please subscribe. That way you're notified anytime we have a new episode. Until next time, I hope everybody has a great day, and thank you for listening.